If you're driving traffic to a product or service page on your website, you ultimately want to have a call to action for users to reach out to you. And for many websites, this means opening up a line of communication with your sales team. Does your website use old-fashioned forms or does it use click-to-call or a listed email? And what happens to these website leads when your business is closed? And do these forms go into email oblivion? And how fast are you getting back to these potential customers? As an SEO, I love it when I can drive relevant traffic to a website that I'm working on. However, if there's a hole in the conversion bucket, it's not really going to matter how much traffic that I drive. That's where today's guest, Aaron Weike of Leadferno comes in. Aaron's going to show us how we can convert more website leads. And this is a really important episode because it talks about how we can grow our business with the traffic that we already have coming to our website. It's my pleasure to welcome Aaron to the show. Hi, Aaron. Welcome to the show. Hey, Matt. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so um, I was wondering if you could uh, tell the listeners a little bit about Leadferno and um, what it does and uh, what what actually gave you the idea to create Leadferno. Yeah. Leadferno is a messaging platform that is focused on conversion, helping turn lurkers on your websites into leads while helping the business improve communication through this area we've all gravitated towards in our personal communication of text messaging, but then also taking advantage of popular messaging channels like Facebook Messenger and Google Business Messages. Yeah. So, boy, the... <clears throat> To, to quickly synopsize how this came together, it's kind of a culmination of um, different elements of my experience. So for 15 plus years, I ran digital agencies, um, building hundreds of websites for small businesses. And one thing I always craved when I was building these websites was kind of a an all-in-one type contact solution. Um, you're building sites and you're having to use different elements to create a form and plug in things and whatever else. Um, then in kind of the the next part of it is when uh, I used to uh, run a company called Gather Up, which is focused on online reviews. And I just saw how much in working with tens of thousands of businesses, how much communication mattered in the experience for the customer, both positive and negative. Like it, it truly was such a main factor in a five-star or a one-star experience. Sure. And then the third part was just seeing text messaging as, you know, in, in being in this for so long, geez, 25 plus years now, you see these kind of waves and these small evolutions of what take place. And I just really started to see a handful of years ago that text messaging especially was changing the way we communicate and some of the style and the ease we communicate with. Um, and so I just kind of figured it was going to make its way into the the business world and be much more acceptable and not just a, a personal channel. So all of those things kind of combined into uh, Leadferno happening. Sure. I can certainly see uh, on a review side, if uh, you're getting uh, back to the the user faster, right, that they're going to have a much more positive experience. That makes uh, a lot of sense. Um at the same point, uh, though, I would have to think that this uh, helps you, you know, close sales faster and achieve a higher ROI on the leads that are coming through. Can you talk a little bit about that? 
Yeah, when you look at the communication cycle, and this was also, it's kind of a funny story, my my like last straw where I was finally like, all right, I, I'm, I'm building this. Um, I, I was interested in a boat. I was literally lakeside at the cabin. We have a boat, it's about 15 years old. It's done a ton of work dragging kids around in tubes and skis and everything else. Right. And I was browsing a local boat dealership website and there was a boat there, you know, a typical squeeze page for them, right? Call for price. They're not going to list the price. They want mm-hmm. you to contact them to get into their funnel. So I filled out that form. It was a Sunday. So they didn't email me back until Monday, asked some questions. I emailed them back. Then they emailed me back a reply Tuesday. Like it took four days for me to get a quote on this boat. I was no longer at the cabin, no longer close to coming in to see it. You know, I had cooled on that. And I was like, this literally could have been a 10 minute text message conversation on that Sunday or Monday morning instead of so drawn out. So when I look at that, I think a ton of businesses suffer from this. The communication cycle is very static. It's very drawn out. It's in a channel that's overcrowded and you know really doesn't work for communication styles that have evolved with email. And the other thing that I point out is companies seem to do, especially small businesses, do such a poor job with online forms. Um, I've worked with companies that they don't even know where their lead form goes to, right? It was set up and it goes to an email of someone no longer at the company. No one bothered to worry about it because their other lead channels are working just fine, but they're leaving all of these other people filling it out. And maybe you've had this experience, but I've filled out these forms and I've never heard from the business one peep at all. So it's like, oh, I, who, who's answering absolutely. this? <laughs> right. Especially if it's uh, tied into this, the... Um... The website management, you know, whether it's WordPress or whatever it might be, uh, it's in the back end of that site, right? And if the admin email, depending on who that is uh, on the site, it hasn't been updated when somebody leaves, then it's going over to that person's email. And if that email is a company email and it's been removed because that person no longer works at the website, then it's going into a complete black hole, yep. right? So um, this makes all perfect sense um that you're doing it this way and you know there's a lot of businesses that have a very small uh or a very short buyer's journey you know i think of uh lawyers right away right so somebody wants them if they cannot connect with them very quickly they're just going down the line to uh, you know whoever else is is showing up um so i'm sure there's a lot of businesses that are like that um where this um the connection needs to happen very quickly um, and not everybody's looking at their email, you know, yep. um, they're busy in their business. So this is actually connecting them faster. I love that. Um, can you talk a little bit about, um, your major breakthroughs that you had while you would develop the software? Uh, that would be wonderful. I'm sure there were some aha moments in, in, the besides the boat, uh, saying that you have need for this, but yep. there had to be some struggles, uh, on, as you were building the tech stack and, how you're putting this together and and how it you ended up marketing it is probably a little bit different from what your your original thought was your pain point. Yeah, there. Oh boy, how do I stack these in some uh, an order that makes sense? I, I think one thing was just really highlighting um, and understanding, and and I think this is kind of um, a business principle, especially in like software as a service that's so important is is understanding what your vision is and then staying true to aligning with that. And even though like even when I have these kinds of conversations on podcasts or other things, 
we gravitate towards text messaging because it's like the top feature that is part of it um, and introduces something for a lot of businesses they're not taking advantage of. But really, our our vision is to make conversion happen. Um, And that being like the one thing that I think through our discovery as we're going through, that's where that really kind of um, took flight with us. And we started to understand like more than anything, because even when you think longer term, there's probably something next than text messaging. Super hard for us to imagine that right now, but that could continue to evolve. But a problem that will always be there is, you know, for decades now, we've been driving people to this digital asset. We control control our website, but the ways we allow them to move from website to being a known lead, to engaging with us, to having a conversation, things there just really haven't changed that much. Most small businesses are still just using that contact form that we talked about that can be Mm -hmm. unreliable, broken, janky, slow, all, all of those things. Some businesses have maybe played around with live chat, um, and we can get to that. There's some pitfalls and challenges for small businesses there. And then phone calls. Um, And overwhelmingly, what we've seen, too, is like where email addresses used to be blatantly displayed on websites. Most businesses have gone away from that because they already have such a high spam problem, and they're tired of things coming across that they don't want to deal with. So you actually sometimes have to uh, hunt down email addresses to communicate with people, um, which can be very frustrating as a consumer when we often want, you know, one-to-one personal help. Um, so that overall vision was definitely one that we saw. A couple of other things is just like how much the small things matter. Even when you're trying to solve something larger, it's the very small things on the reliability the notifications that they get and and how fast they get them. When we initially launched our kind of, I don't know, not beta, but early version one, we were a desktop only app. Um, so you could read and reply to text messages, logging into to our web app. Um, and we didn't offer any connection routes into other pieces of software like CRMs or email marketing, things like that. Um, and very quickly, we heard from our users like, this is great, but I want it on my phone. Like, Texting feels like a mobile thing. And we had started that process already, but you know, it just realized like how important that is um, to people. So quickly following up with our Android and iOS apps to make that work as mobile as we all are um, these days. And then just freeing up. We all expect um, as much freedom as we can possibly get moving data from one piece of software uh, to another, um, just so we can keep things consistent and build process around it to, and, and everything else. Um, so th- those are probably, yeah, some of the learnings and some of the things that that we saw within it. Um, one other like small thing is just the importance of like immediate response. So that same problem we were talking about, you fill out a contact form, you have no idea if they received it, did it go to someone, when are they gonna reply, any of those things. Um, we quickly built in an auto reply. So um, within seconds of sending in your message, you're automatically hearing back from that business with a text message. We parse it two different ways, one during your business hours. So that might read, hey, we're gonna get to you shortly or within the hour or as soon as we're not helping a client. And another one is outside your business hours or your availability hours you set. So when someone is inquiring or asking a question or texting you at midnight, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., they're getting a reply that says, hey, we're currently not in the office, but we'll start replying and it automatically grabs your next availability at 8 a.m. tomorrow um, or 9 a.m. tomorrow. Uh, If you need emergency help, here's our 24-hour hotline. So 
just giving them an immediate response and closure so that they don't say, oh, I need to keep finding something because I have no idea if these, uh, if this business is going to reach back to me. So that's just some, there's probably a lot more. <laughs> so that is, that is pretty awesome. Um, just for myself that I forget to text back people, uh, does it give you a reminder at that eight or nine o'clock, uh, to text back to this person or is that, um, you know, in a future version? Yeah. So what it does when you, um, come into it, we have different states of what that message is in. So a brand new lead that you haven't, um, interacted with as a human is orange and anchored to the top of your message threads. So any of those new leads, you're going to see them front and center. They're orange. They have a flame by them. You know that these have not been answered, even though the system has automatically sent that auto reply. And then, uh, uh, Open messages, open conversations are in blue. If they have a reply, there's a red dot on them. So we use both visual cues and kind of the, the hierarchy of where they're placed uh, top to bottom to do that. And then the user can also set physical um, reminders at any point in time too to take a conversation and it will color code it into green and bring it all the way up to the top. So if you talk with someone and they're like, I need to table this to next week, can you get back to me then? Now you can just quickly set a reminder for next Monday at 10 a.m. And then even if you have 50 open conversations, it's going to pop to the top. That's great. That That's fantastic. Yep. Um, I was hoping you could tell us a little bit what uh, sets it apart for, from other uh, SMX or text message uh, systems that are out there. Yep. So while we're rooted and we find that SMS and texting is like a number one tool in your conversion toolbox, um, we still believe in all of the other methods. So, you know, the the most visual piece of our product is we place what we call a lead box. It's a web to text. It's a widget. It's basically a conversion widget that we place on your website. Um, and what it does is it puts a couple of floating buttons that are always available on the screen for the user to see mobile, tablet, desktop. Um, and this helps communicate to them like, hey, here's where you can contact us. Texting is an option. Um, different elements. You can say how quick you reply. Uh, you can put your reputation in there. You can put that you offer like simple free quotes or it's a quick, easy process. Um, it's kind of really using a few different elements within those settings to how do you make, let people know you're approachable, you welcome questions, you're trustworthy to, to work with, and you have options to communicate with you. We say marketing text is one of those is the best way to increase those conversions. So when they click to open that, there's a number of tools that immediately will start you into the text conversation. What's your name? What's your number? And what's your first message? When you fill that out, everything from there moves into their SMS app and text conversation. Not only do we allow texting, but we allow you other conversion uh, methods as well. So you can link still to your free estimate form. You can link to your phone number and have click to call. We integrate with call tracking software like CallRail and call tracking uh, metrics as well. So you can still do mm -hmm. your click to call through it. If you had a newsletter sign up, you can link to that. If you had a gift card page, you could link to buy gift cards. Um, we're just finishing a new feature for a call request. Um, so we did some testing and found out, you know, and maybe not surprising to businesses, or if we think about ourselves as consumers, last thing we want to do is play phone tag. So what we found people like is just to go to the business and they still prefer a phone call to accomplish business or pre-sales questions, things like that. But they're saying like, you you call me. I want you to call me instead of me reaching out and I get a call tree, I leave a voicemail somewhere. I don't know who to ask for, you know, whatever that might be. Like 
This is an easy way for me to start behind a keyboard, whether it's on a computer or phone, and ask you to call me morning, afternoon, night, ASAP, whatever that looks like. So um, we're just releasing a real quick and easy process to say, you know, call me either morning or afternoons. Here's my number. Then we ask them, great, tell us a little bit about what your question or why you'd like us to call. They're able to submit that. And then we also send them an auto reply text to that that says, we got your request for a call uh, in the morning. Um, We will be calling you then, but if you want to ask questions immediately here over text, we can help you here too. Um, So that's just another example of now we're kind of combining things of a user that, you know, wants a phone call, they think they want a phone call. Great. Let's let them request it. Let's again, get the conversation started, but then again, let's give them text on their phone to maybe ask those questions um, right here and, and right now. So that's definitely one area. Our lead box widget is more flexible. You control the conversion uh, points you want to put in there. Um, and our customers feel like it's you know extremely well-designed. The, the call to action options are great. So we really focus there. Again, we want to start more conversations for you than anything else you're using. Yeah, that's I think that's really key. Um, starting conversations. Um, so uh, let's pivot a little bit. Um, so can you tell me a little bit? Uh, and I think we've already done that, but uh, why uh, this is better than um, chat? You know, that's yeah. on everybody's website. Matt, I have a folder on my desktop that's called Bad Chat Experiences, mm-hmm. and I usually get to upload a screenshot to that every couple of weeks. Just about every time I engage with a chat, so. This being said, chat can be a good thing, definitely has its purposes. I think it's great for e-commerce sites um, and it still is very relevant in B2B where people might not wanna give up like their personal cell phone to interact and things like that. Mm -hmm. But for most small businesses and consumers, it presents a number of challenges. So on the consumer side, most of us can identify with this. We go, we see a live chat call to action, we click on it, we start a live chat and they let us know, hey, it's going to be a little bit until we can get you connected to an agent. And after a few minutes go by, our focus shifts, we have to do something else. We move right. to another tab. We completely forget we had a live chat going. And then we remember 15 minutes later, we go back to that window and then we see this string of messages. Hi, I'm Sam. I'm here to help you. Hey, it looks like you're not there. Oh, okay. Like, you know, try us again or send us an email. And now- yep. You have to re-enter that painful queue again, or you start a live chat and you're waiting and now you're in a time crunch, right? You had something else you were going to do. You have a meeting to get to, you're going to go to lunch, whatever that might be, but now you're stuck in this live chat window, right? It doesn't default to anything else. It defaults back to email. So now you're back in a channel you didn't want to be in. So that that's definitely one, right? Live chat is not a portable um, conversation. It's not wired into our normal communication patterns at all. So that becomes very difficult. The difference with text, you start a text messaging conversation. You can go wherever you want with your phone, the same way we live our lives and interact with friends, family, coworkers, hobbies, whatever that might be. You get a notification on the app you use the most, a push notification when they've replied to you. You didn't have to download any additional software or learn how it works or anything else. You're using your most well-known, trusted, easy to use, full of notifications app to interact with that business. So high confidence level, super easy to use, and you know when they've answered you. So that's that's just some of those pieces. Now, when we look on the business side, and this is something I've experienced firsthand in running companies, when you start with live chat and you plug it in, because of the nature and feeling that immediacy, 
Um, and some of the things within the control panel and turning yourself live or offline, we see companies really only trust like one or two people in their company to man live chat. So you'll have times if that one person is on vacation, you don't offer live chat that week. Um, right. So right. coverage is a lot harder. Helping people is a lot harder. Everything else, because it's very condensed on that side. We're texting anyone on your team knows how to text, right? The training and getting up to speed. Our app that you use on Leadferno is just like texting, but it has this great layer of business features with auto replies and saved messages and reminders and scheduled messages and all these other things that like just make it even more efficient for you to use. So on that side, we see people come into it instead of one or two live chat people, they now have their whole sales team of three, five, 10, 25 all on the platform, able to grab leads, pass conversations to each other, do all those kinds of things. Um, and then the, the last two things that I'll point out, one, consumer expectations um, are much lower in reply timeframe. So we did a survey and we found like 50% of users when they start a live chat, the expectation that's acceptable to them in a reply is within minutes. So now you have within minutes to meet their expectation or delight them. With text messaging, we found over 50% said same day reply or greater is fine to them with text messaging. So now you have hours, if not more, to meet their expectations or delight that customer. And as we all know, our employees um, and ourselves and our company are super busy. We're not looking for more to do. We're looking at how do we do more with less. So this absolutely fits into it. And then the last piece that I think is super important We've all gone to a chat, we click to open it, and then the message is like, live chat's offline, no agent available. Our survey found that over 57% of users leave the site at that point. The thing that you were marketing, like, hey, it's easy and quick to answer, ask a question, you can do it right now. And then you're like, psych, that's not available, it's not live chat, you can right. send us an email if you want. That's super discouraging for people. And with ours, it's always on and available we're just using those auto replies and how you to respond and you're in a trusted channel and they know they're going to get notified. Like it just lessens that burden. One, one of the big things our customers tell us is their after hours and, and weekend conversions have just gone up significantly and people enjoy the experience. Right. So we just tie that back to the buyer's journey to a, to a short term um, search where people do not have a high attention span and you know, this totally connects with that versus chat does not uh, fit in that. You know, uh, literally I've I've seen uh, people just, you know, within minutes, I didn't get a reply. I'm going down to the next person within the search engine results and yep. that's it. They're, they're already moved on. So, um, so this makes perfect sense to a higher conversion rate. You're getting more people across the plate where you're talking with them. So the more people you can do that, the higher chance you have of of connecting. So sales has to love this. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. We get a number. I um I just had a, you know, we're we're constantly requesting feedback from our users. And I just got one yesterday where they're like, you know, we we actually our new problem is growth and we're man trying to manage that the right way. Like it's right. really been a, a game changer. And we see a number of those, which is is really rewarding to be able to impact small businesses mm -hmm. that way. Um, and ultimately, you know, a, a golden rule of business that I've really uh, adopted in working with so many businesses and, and running my own is like, you just need to be easy to work with, right? And that's where people should focus. There's 
so many things that are on even planes these days, your services, the products you use, everything else. Consumers have so many choices, as you alluded to before, you know, we uh, it's so easy for us to research things on our own and get up to speed with what should we be asking, what should matter. We can read reviews on companies. We can compare multiple companies out of the search results. But really like that that last mile to get them across the finish line is like, how easy do you make the process? Do you make it easy for me to ask the one or two small questions I have before I'm ready to commit? If you don't make it easy, I'm going to the next one that will. Because if you don't make that easy, are you going to make scheduling easy or the process easy or following right. up with you if things go bad easy? Like So if you can set that precedent early, like we're the easiest to work with. Um, right. You're going to win so many more of those. To to that point, so once you actually have uh, somebody who's in that honeymoon uh, feeling because they've worked with you, they've they've gotten the communication, they've gone through the sale for whatever the business is, um, you have a feature here that I think is actually fantastic. It's the shortcut feature to uh, request a review. Um, and what I found doing this for years is that uh, a lot of businesses don't ask in a timely fashion for reviews. They're asking after that honeymoon, after the client's moved on, um, yep. so that the, the customer is not happy anymore. It's more of a pain in the butt for them to fill out a review, and, and they're being asked when they're doing other things. Um, could you talk a little bit about uh, this feature? Because I think uh, it's key to somebody growing their local business online with local SEO. Yeah, uh, definitely. And I'll also touch on the point, there's some like um, human and psychological things here that really wrap into this mm-hmm. extremely well too, right? And again, keep in mind my, you know, uh, history of gather up. We, mm-hmm. you know, I was privy to millions of review requests, millions of reviews across mm-hmm. all kinds of businesses. So you see how these things uh, take shape, but so number one, shortcuts is a feature of ours that allows you to build like a library of saved messages. Messages. These could be questions, answers, links, all these various things that allow you to call up that library in just a, a tap or two and grab the message that you want to send or the question or the link that you want to send without having to, to type it all out. Um, so one, great efficiency. This is probably our number one power feature. People can create dozens or even hundreds of these. There's no limit. Um, there's some other like nuances and features inside of the, the feature that make it even uh, more usable that I won't break down today, but it saves you a ton of time. Um, and obviously, as you pointed out, a, a key one to be able to build in is like a request for a Google business profile review, right? That's one that's uh, extremely valuable um, um, to all types of, of businesses that are out there. Uh, so this makes it easy within just two taps, you're able to send off a message that you already have created that's like, hey, as you m- might understand, you know, getting reviews to help us market our business and let others know uh, about your experience is really important to us. If you take a minute and leave us a Google review, just click this link. Um, so you've made that personal request. You help them understand that it's important to your business and you're putting that link right in front of them. So they just tap it from their phone and they're often going um, to be able to, to write you a review. Now, the other things that are already in play here are One, you've already established text messaging as a trusted channel with them. You've communicated, you've helped them. um, You've done a good job of making it a delightful experience using text messaging. So when you ask that for that review, it's not coming out of nowhere. It's not a surprise. You've already been communicating back and forth on this channel. It's very different than they come in, you, you you did business, you talked, you interacted. It was only via phone calls or emails. And then all of a sudden you randomly set a text out of nowhere asking for a review. So 
from that side, it definitely plays in and it feels very natural. The second is one of the beauties about SMS is it is a personal communication channel, right? It's That's where it came from is us first communicating via text message with our friends and with our family. So when businesses do this, right, this is one of the big comments I get from a lot of people is like, we form relationships faster with our leads over text messaging than over any of the other channels. There is a personality leak into text messaging because it is a personal channel. It feels more personal. It's how we operate with it as personally um, that the other channels just don't have as much. So when you have that, you start to feel that personal connection and responsibility more people leave you reviews when they feel like, oh, this is Matt and I've been working with him and he's been super helpful. I owe it to Matt to leave a review or I right. want to leave a review and I want to mention Matt. So those are all like characteristics that greatly fuel capturing more reviews separately than just the ask, right? The ask for itself might help you convert 5%, 10%, 15% of people you ask willing to leave you a review. But if you want to get that to 20, 25%, even as high as 50%, that comes from, were you easy to work with? Were you great at communicating? The review request is not coming as a surprise. You mentioned it at some other point. Hey, at the end of this, I will ask you for a review. Um, and then having just that personal connection uh, with the customer that you've had so that it totally feels part of the relationship. You've given them great service. So they totally feel like, yeah, of course, I'm going to leave a review for you. You've you've done great and you've made this easy for me. So yeah, those things combine to really create a formula where capturing um, positive reviews becomes much more likely for you. It sounds like uh, also because you, you you've had this relationship via texting, you're you're going to understand through their their purchase that they're, whether they're happy or not very clearly. So you're you're probably not going to send these requests off to the people that are upset. If you do have them, you'd be focusing more focusing more on how do you fix. Um, why they're upset? You know, what can you do to to make make um, make amends and and have a better relationship with them? Yeah, I think you know one of the worst things for businesses is when a, a bad review is a surprise, right? When you right. had no no idea, and those can still happen because there there's plenty of times you work with a customer and you might ask them, "Is there anything else we can do for you?" Whatever else, and it's one small thing that really struck the wrong chord with them and whatever else. But for the most part. Most businesses, if you're listening, you're communicating well, you understand if customers' expectations are, are being met and how they feel about things. So there, there really shouldn't be a surprise out of left field um, with a review like that when you're engaging and interacting the right way. Mm -hmm. um, it, yeah, it's it's. A, um, I'm going to pivot a little bit. Uh, I'm still stuck on, I mean, it's such a great feature. Um, could you talk a little bit about your integrations and CRMs? And um, kind of a lot of other local tools have their own proprietary CRM and really about the flexibility about your integration into other CRMs. Yeah. Uh, so the main way people uh, integrate us is using Zapier. Hopefully most people are familiar with Zapier. It's a no-code integration app that allows you to collect, connect two or more pieces of um, software in order to automate information flow between them. So it, it's really kind of interesting for us. Um, some businesses based on how they're built or constructed or how mature they are, they actually might use Leadferno almost as a light CRM. We might be the first time they're organizing customer information because we do create a contact profile, the customer's name and their number. You can add in their email. 
Um, we keep an archive of any of the conversations uh, that you've had with that uh, customer at any time. So you always understand the customer history when you're engaging with them. Um, but obviously, in the, in the last 10 years, companies and small businesses especially have gotten a lot smarter. And right from the start, they're utilizing a, a, a CRM to house all of their customer contacts and, and what goes on. And more so nowadays, people really realize their CRM probably likely needs to be what they would call their single source of truth with the customer. So when you're using tools um, like Leadferno for lead capture and on the very front end of a relationship, you want those to be able to sync with your single source of truth so that right. when a brand new lead is created and that contact file is created, you want to make sure that that is then created in your HubSpot account, your Salesforce account, your Keep account, your Pipedrive, uh, again, whatever CRM that you're using. Um, so uh, being able to have flexibility with a, a tool like Zapier, so you don't need to go get a developer, like we have an API and it can be used to make those integrations, but it's going to cost you money. It's a technical thing. If you need changes to it or something goes you know, wrong with it, software's living and breathing to a certain extent, you don't create once and it never breaks or fails. Um, you're going to need to be have that developer either on staff or reachable, or you have to find a, someone else to pick up and run with it. So these no code connect connection tools, Zapier being the, you know, one of the first and the biggest in the marketplace is, is really important to be able to do that. So that's a common one that we see is right. Creating, um, you know, a, a new lead in Leadferno within seconds is then a new lead within that. And then updating threads and conversations, you can push that. So we have a number of different um, ways. What's called in the Zapier world is a trigger. When this happens, then this action happens. Um, so be, being able to, to create those is, is definitely important. And we see ones with other pieces, you know, it might be marketing software. It might be your um, accounting or invoicing software uh, to be integrated with. Um, I get people that often ask me all, all the time, like, oh, hey, you know, we're considering new CRMs. What's important? And almost my number one thing is like, what can it connect to? You know, do they have a Zapier app? And we we see it a lot, especially when we're working in specific verticals like real estate or construction or legal, um, where they're using, a, you know, a highly verticalized CRM, which is great, um, but it's also, you know, very closed off where they haven't built a Zapier connection. They don't have an API you can work with. Um, so you kind of end up trapped. You have this, you know, great little bottle that you have all your customer information in, but you have no easy ways to bring new information in or have it cycle between two pieces of, of software. So I think that's a, such an important thing for people to look at. How, how do I make my life easier and make sure I'm not doing like manual entry from one piece of software over to another, over to another when right. these things Absolutely. can be automated? Absolutely. Um, uh, and and I love the fact that you're talking about the your single um, form of truth Right. Um, and being able to update those conversations. Um, and then later on, you know, you're you're saying, well, did this convert to a sale? And then you're able to see connect everything as saying how many of these conversations came through, what was the conversion rate of that, and tie that through to cost too, if you're doing advertising, right? So what is yep. and so I think that's been a, a real struggle uh, a lot with um whether it's paid SEM or SEO or whatever uh, source that was coming in is to be able to say like, well, how much of this actually converted into a sale in small business? In, in enterprise co companies, yeah, they have a lot more um, resources that are doing like last touch and and things like that where they, they have it. But for small businesses, they don't 
have that type of uh, resource to to be able to find out what the conversion rate is. Yeah. So, Un- so- understanding performance of that stuff is so important, right? And we see it, you know, I I, I just always, I've, I've marveled at this. And part of the reason for creating this tool is 100% of the focus goes top of funnel for people, right? Like, how do I do SEO? How do I buy ads? How do I drive more traffic? How do I get more followers, more likes on my posts, more retweets, right? They're, we're looking for that top of funnel exposure all the time is that that is everything to key to us um, with having a good business. We don't spend any time looking at conversion. We're we're doing all this work to drive and we're not looking at how do we squeeze more juice out of all the fruit that we have already that we're trying to harvest. And when you compare like, oh, the, you know, to increase leads this much, this is what we'd have to spend top of funnel. And you look at what little you might have to spend bottom of funnel to make you easier to work with, to add new channels like text messaging or other messaging channels that uh, people can reach out to have you know, more visible, vibrant, relatable calls to action that pick up your leads 5, 10, 15, 20% um, within the month. Like it's so much more cost effective. It's so easier. And it's the traffic you already have. That way, when you go, if you still decide to spend more, you're making sure you're maximizing instead of, all right, we're going to increase spend 30% or 50%. Don't you want that same 10, 20% lift on the bottom? So you're making the most of that? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's um it it's kind of funny how um and not in a funny haha way, uh where uh you know business owners will concentrate on just the spend of what they're putting on versus what is that that source or that channel actually creating in sales, right? Yep. And how how can we increase that with the traffic that we have, um versus you know just going out and getting more traffic, right? So, yeah, um, that's really what we're talking about, um. So what is on the, what is on uh, for 2023? Where is Leadferno going? Are you having new releases? Do you have anything um, or updates? What What's on the horizon? Yeah, so we do release updates all, almost monthly. Um, already to start this year, we released our integration with GA4, which, you know, might make some people smile, makes most people frown uh, that, that, uh, change uh, from Google Analytics, uh, not loved by everyone. So we were already um, integrated with Universal Analytics. Um, and so now integrated with GA4. So everything our lead box does fires off in events. You can do, we, we have internal reports, but now you can see it in Google Analytics. Right. Lead box, the button showed on the page. They clicked to open it. What did they select in it? Did they send a text message through um, all that conversion type? Data can be tracked in GA4 now, um, which is really helpful for businesses and especially their digital marketing partners, just as we were uh, talking about in attribution and ROI. Um, We're just releasing uh, language versions of the lead box. So we'll have both Spanish uh, and French within the next week or two. I mentioned callback. um, So being able to request a call um, and get a text auto reply that uh, that's releasing shortly. Um, And then longer term, some of the things that uh, we're working on, one is a round robin feature so that um, you can route leads specific to certain people based on a number of of different rules. Um, And then creating, you know, we allow you to like uh, do schedule messages so you could 
set up manual kind of drips to reach out, say a prospect has gone cold. Well, you might send a text to reach out to them in a couple of days. And then a couple of days after that, another one, and a couple of days after that, another one, if they do reach out, you can go one click and turn those scheduled messages off. Um, but we want to build some kind of, you know, I definitely don't have a name for it, but light funnels, set up a small series of requests. Um, we don't want to be full automation. We don't want to be a bot. We don't want to be AI driven. Our goal is to connect a human with a human expert on the business that can help them. Um, but we think there's some efficiency things where our tool can help ask a few questions, get a few more details out of them, um, make the customer feel taken care of to make that connection even more impactful um, when the human connects. So that's one of the other things that we'll be working on this year. That sounds amazing. Um, so how can listeners uh, reach out to you to get a demo or to get started? What what should they uh, do? Yeah, head to leadferno.com. Um, if you look in the lower right of the screen, you'll see our own lead box buttons. You can click and text and ask a question. Might be me answering, might be another uh, member of our team, but we love to get questions over text. It allows you to see just how easy uh, the, the product is. Um, you can also schedule a demo on there. Um, we have automatic demos, so you can watch a scheduled recording of a demo within seconds. You just have to fill out a short form on your name and your contact info. And it's a, you know, a little over 20 minute demo that's right there. And then uh, that you can watch. You also have the ability to schedule a one-to-one -one demo or a call to ask questions um, after that within those prompts too. So we love that. Visit our blog page. We have over 50 articles that break down our features and what's going on within the industry and some of the things that we've talked about here on the podcast today and some of the surveys and, and data that that we've done if you just need to get a little more uh, familiar with what's there. Um, so yeah, head to leadferno.com and that branches off into all kinds of other ways you can take in more info and see what we're up to. All right. Sounds wonderful. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming to the show today. We really appreciate it. Matt, my pleasure. Great conversation. All right. Fantastic. Are you ready to break through and accelerate how you learn SEO? Then please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. You can subscribe on the podcast platform of your choice or join our email list at emjpodcast.com so we can keep you up to date. This is the EMJ SEO podcast with Matt Hepburn and we'll see you next time.